Welcome to episode 118 of Bhatuji Therapy with Prak Pius and Deepa Rajpal. I hope you guys are hungry to listen to more stories. So here we go and listen to the rest of the conversation with Deepa and probably get hungry again. <laughs> Let's jump into it. I cannot wait for it. Like when you've been to like countries, like uh, you know, you've you've obviously traveled a lot. But did you learn your bakings and stuff like that, your techniques from say Italy or France, or did you actually get intrigued when you were there? No, no, I'm I'm completely self-taught. I wow. haven't done any course. I haven't done anything. I've uh, learned probably out of books. I'm not even sure. My mother used to bake because they were services people. so uh, the armed forces did have certain traditions where uh, they had an officers uh, wives club and they would bake so every armed forces uh, household had an old rack called kitchen uh, an oven where everybody would bake wow so that's how how uh, probably tradition got passed on in those days again like uh, your fancy spice spices and pumpkin pie spice and cinnamon and all that stuff wasn't available when my mother did a course from somewhere I'm not sure I think an agricultural university course from Chandigarh okay. and uh, they used garam masala instead of pipe spices for their christmas cake wow so now if you see a lot of my recipes i use garam masala instead yes i and was reading it this is, it is amazing. completely amazing yeah. i i think you should try it as well whether it's a chocolate pudding whether it's a christmas cake whether it's uh, truffles anything and i always add a dash of garam masala to it and uh, as much as you might think it is a hot spicy spice mix anything that you pair with something sweet with sugar with chocolate for instance it brings out the sweeter tones to it yeah wow so it's a very interesting blend and uh, it's a nice way of doing things locally yeah I've, because so i learned all my stuff yeah yeah i was reading your article where you did the chocolate mousse i think so with garam masala and uh, before that literally i was watching a youtube video from one uh, one person and he added chili to chocolate and i was oh, like this okay. is so similar yes, yes. and i was just like i think this makes absolute chili, sense yeah absolutely and chili and chocolate is used by just about everybody it's been there for so long yeah. and why not yeah why so not so it's a palette and you have to explore the palette yeah, but yeah, I, uh, yeah i i've learned everything on my own and uh, a lot of people write into me saying Can you tell us where to do a course from? How do we start? And I, and I keep thinking in this day and age, you've got the YouTube, you've got everything. So start exploring on your own. Do stuff on your own. See where push your own boundaries. <laughs> and after that, of course, depends on where you want to go. Yeah. There's okay. enough that you can do, but a lot of chefs are self-taught. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right. I, I think. it's saying like you mentioned such a long journey you have so many things that we are sure that we look up to when you have achieved you know and i'm pretty sure there would be some support pillars in your life who you know pushing you on or you pushing you forward yeah you know, would you you know would you share to you know see yeah uh, often people ask me who i'm inspired by and unfortunately it's uh, not any one person or one thing or something 
maybe I'm different and, 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 and I'm constantly looking for that source, that one thing. Yeah. I think it was more of a, a journey. It was more of a digital journey, journey as I see it. Right. For me, my inspiration came more from uh, places like Pinterest at the time that I found my feet in photography or at least visual understanding. Oh, okay. So it was Pinterest. And after that, of course, Instagram. And and to, till today, these two remain my uh, moving forces to inspire me in whatever I do. Uh, I can't think of anybody in particular or one person that has moved me, but I know that I was very inspired by the way Donna Hay from Australia would shoot her books. Wow. And uh, again, I have no formal education in styling or photography yeah. or anything. So uh, I don't understand the camera still, even though I might have a, a <laughs> Canon 5D. I don't understand the ABCD of it. So I shoot from my heart and not from my head. A lot but, of people ask me how I, I capture images. I'm, I'm very zero in capturing images, if you ask me technically, but I'm okay because I shoot from my heart and I like what I see and I capture it. I think so, you're just uh, being too modest, Diva. Yeah, yeah. Like, we have agreed. senior photographs, come like, on. They, never. They don't, they, they're amazing. Exactly. You cannot just say it's just okay, yeah. come on. <laughs> like anybody I've, I've shown you your profile to has no, been just I'm like so jaw-dropped. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm like, honestly... I have to say I'm so bad. I I technically I'm so bad. I don't even understand Photoshop or Lightroom. It's, it's okay. I'm that bad. It's, it's okay. I think fine. whatever you're doing is working amazingly. Yeah. If if I'm mouthwatered yeah, by just so looking good. at a photograph, I think uh, you don't need Lightroom or Photoshop. I think you're doing your like uh, whatever you're well, doing is even amazing. Even if I need it, I don't know how to use the damn thing. So I'm good without it. So uh, yeah, I, I stick to the belief that 90% comes from what you see and what you can capture. And I yeah. shoot only in natural light. So I, I'm quite good. Actually, I'm pretty chilled out. So I like to also enjoy my space. I'm not competitive. Numbers don't make, so don't uh, bother me as much. Maybe a little bit, but I kind of keep myself very busy. So, and of course, I work with the premise that there is enough place for everybody in this world. <laughs> so even competition doesn't get to me. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is so. Yeah. Like, I, I can I can imagine you know like. The, the your thought process while you're taking a photograph, I think yeah. that shows in your. Yeah, if you're saying that's well. all natural lighting and stuff like that, and I love so the that, way yeah. you've, you've actually set to, up, right? Yeah, you know, your props exactly. and everything. Yeah. I think they look like so old Delhi, you know, like uh, Purana Bazaar and all of that, it, and as well as it gives a modernistic man. look. That's yeah, the thing. So, it looks relatable. I was showing my wife yesterday your profile. I was telling her, you know, we're gonna interview Diba for this, and for 15 minutes she just kept on looking at your photographs and like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, actually, we're, we've been thrown into such a deep end of the ocean where everybody's fighting each other. And, and often there is so much agony about numbers on Instagram so algorithms and everything. It's just that you've got to take a step back and think of why you're doing what you're doing. And if you're doing it for your own personal satisfaction, if you're enjoying what you do, then it's really honestly shouldn't matter. You must push your own limits every day. Think of how you can improve on what you're doing rather than do better than what somebody else is doing. So well said. And maybe I'm old school there. Maybe I'm not sure what I am. No, I think we need that, right? I found my own satisfaction. I'm quite happy. No, I think we need that thought process right now. Yeah. I've seen people just comparing likes and all that. Yep. Come on. Yeah. You're doing it for likes, you're doing it I, for yourself. Yeah. I know it's natural. We have this tendency. This is a human race after all. Where, uh, social media does take away a lot of your uh, happiness. 
but uh, self counseling is very important nobody is going to come to help yeah true true So, Counsel you... yourself. Be happy. Find your satisfaction. Plus, of course, I've got dogs, guinea pigs, family, everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> Laundry, grocery. I mean, the list is so long. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so you've inspired so many people through your blogs and recipes, you know. And uh, some people must have actually like come back and said that we we read your recipe and we did this, and like, or we read your blog and we actually experienced this cake and it, this was so beautiful or this mousse and this was so nice. like what what of those stories do you remember that actually have moved you you know they they've been like so nice that they actually are still with you even if it's been like mm-hmm. years or stuff like that yeah there are so many actually uh, comments on blogs and interaction on blogs in real time has now obviously come down there was a time where you used to blog and you would get hundreds of comments and on i'm not at that level anymore possibly because i've gone on to different social media but now for instance on instagram if i post a video or something which i don't do very often because right. as i come very lazy <laughs> and I'm a little laid back as well but uh, it was my garam masala oat uh, chocolate pudding and i got so many people who tried it and so many people who were completely amazed uh, of course also underlying the fact that it was eggless and vegetarian and healthy and simple it hit it ticked off so many boxes for so many different people it yeah. had chocolate as well that i mean i was completely blown away by that response i demonstrated it at a food hall event i did it elsewhere and it was always uh, people loved it and just to know that uh, there is such an appreciative audience and so then now i figure that they like stuff that is simple True, true. which is how i am i keep things simple because possibly because i'm a little lazy and laid back but uh, i just keep thinking of my target audience that we people at home we don't have the time to build up these fancy three-tier cakes for ourselves <laughs> and our families at home yeah, yeah. so uh, do something in a hurry or make a head or something and keep people happy and that's good enough to make you happy that is that is so well said i I think one thing is uh, you know I I have a confession to make like for me baking is something that is I wanted I want to do that I think we had put it up in in our one of our episodes for new year's resolution I yeah. want to bake I want to mm-hmm. actually get into it I started off with baking some cookies and some brownies but I want mm-hmm. to know you know like how would you get in like for me I obviously did my own research but if someone wants to get into it how where would you suggest they should start from what do you think they should you know the most easiest way to like for an get amateur passionate about baker. baking yeah. You know? yeah yeah get passionate get passionate about, about baking. how to get so. okay so i was lucky when i was baking uh, several years ago we had a uh, something known as a daring baker that was something that was started a group in the us okay and okay. so we had a challenge every month and uh, the challenge in the sense it was a, it was a voluntary group where uh, Every month we were given this uh, challenge, and we would bake it, and it would be unveiled on a particular day. And everybody across the world okay. would uh, give their avatar or however they recreated that particular recipe. Right. That honestly taught me a lot, a lot of procedures, a lot about baking, a lot about what was there in the world. Whether I mean, obviously beyond sponge cakes and pound cakes. So we did the crumble, we did the I mean, we did hundreds of things, yeah. things that we had never heard of. So my family still to date says that uh, if it hadn't been for you, we wouldn't have known what all this was. 
Right. So for somebody who wants to get into baking, I think it's best to grab a basic baking book or get onto the YouTube and first get into all the basic things that uh, uh, tell you what baking is all about. Right. And from there, whether what what interests you, whether it's pastry, whether it's patisserie, whether it's bread baking, whether it's sado, things like that. Everybody has their own interests. And yeah. it takes time. It's it's not uh, baking is a science after all. Every oven behaves differently. Every temperature, every the humidity, everything behaves differently. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Even even uh, the grain that you grow in your country versus the grain that we grow in our country, the absorption of water to that flour in our country and your country, everything is so different. Yeah, so you've got to have the patience and, and and probably the obsession to explore. No, no, makes sense. Makes sense. I think one thing I would also want to add on to this is, is like what one ingredient, like you know, a person should get comfortable with, or you think you know should get comfortable with while they're learning to bake, or you know they are they're baking for some years. Let's say for example, what would you suggest? What would be your you know two go ingredient is? Uh, so <laughs> for me, of course, flowers. Now I've done them to death. But for me, uh, the one basic ingredient that I'm completely uh, obsessive about these days is ghee or clarified butter. Oh. And I'm not sure why it's not being used in a much more than it should be. For the simple reason that I've uh, now been using it in place of butter forever. Wow. It's been so probably five years. Yeah. Uh, and for me, uh, the good thing about it is I think I'm not sure, but it's taken care. The milk solids have been removed from it. So it is. Uh, it helps those who are lactose intolerant. I might be wrong. I'm ready to be checked on that. But uh, the greatest thing for me is that ghee is never gets spoiled. Oh, yeah, Keep it on your counter. True. It is not perishable. Yeah. And it's it's got a really long shelf life. So for me, that's the biggest thing, and it's got a really nice taste. The the uh, undertones and that uh, brown butter taste of Lovely, it is really nice. Yeah. So uh, all my bakes are done with ghee, and I'm not sure why we, as a country where we have ghee as part of our Ayurvedic culture or yeah, whatever, yep, yep. and it's present in every house and on every shelf, should not be used more. Yes. Yeah, I think we use for sure. ghee for like ten different reasons apart from like cooking as well, yeah. right? Like when you're getting hurt or when you're yes, skin is yes, dry, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. We have talked it up, talked about this in one of our previous episodes that ghee is making a comeback, and some suddenly people have so realized many oh, people. ghee is something really good. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I read it now. I've been doing that for four years, but yes, yeah. you're right. I see it often now. I see it often in the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is also amazing. Here, people are suddenly infatuated by coconut oil and ghee. Yeah. And uh, yes, yes, virgin ve- coconut oil. The vegans are all yeah. using that. Which yeah. behaves almost the same as as, as the dairy alternative. Exactly. Dairy alternative. Yes. Like, what? We've been using yeah. it for years. Yeah, exactly. Right? We, we all our expressions are like, hold on. <laughs> we what are you talking about? We've been using it like since ages, man. Yeah. Come on. So like my my favorite memory that goes back for ghee is you know my mum has never bought store bought ghee. You know, she's oh, never yeah, actually got yeah. ghee from a store. Same, so, same. Yeah. I make my ghee every week. Exactly. Now that I've started using it a lot more yeah. than the normal everyday use, I have to buy it for <laughs> alternative weeks. I buy it and I make it. But but uh, I know my son still says that homemade ghee has a very different taste. Absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely. really nice. Like the smell I still of remember that when ghee we small when it's on the And gas. my mother would make ghee. When we were small, my mother would make ghee. I would go and 
big spoon into the jar and I would just eat it off the spoon. Yes. Yeah, so and, and I don't even remember whether she saw it all gone or what. But <laughs> I couldn't care less it was there. Yeah, yeah, I was not a huge like personally I was not a huge fan of ghee while growing up like, especially when it was being made. I I couldn't I have a, I had a very, you know, sensitive nose. I could not take that smell. Yeah. But dude that ghee on dal rice. you know just dollop of it that is oh, that is what was for me for sundays my my wife still blames my mother for making me so fat because of all the ghee she's fed me through all her life <laughs> but <laughs> i i basically enjoy it to be honest there's I, nothing i can I have can more i completely agree with you on that yeah <laughs> and all myths uh, all our fat has come from the wrong things huh? the ghee doesn't make you fat I, it, it's yeah. also good to have it <laughs> <laughs> you asked us to yeah. read about quark so i was actually reading about quark and it it seems to be like one of your favorite ingredients except ghee and stuff like that that you're talking about so uh, ah yeah true quark again came through uh, the daring baker years where right. uh, we were we were given a recipe to make i think it was a christmas dress and stolen or something oh. uh, which was a recipe that uh, probably found roots in austria or germany and uh, it came as a challenge and we didn't know how to make quark because quark was completely unknown in india yeah. and there was somebody on on our circuit i think hoglet from australia and so many years ago now i don't even remember <laughs> she came up with a, a recipe for homemade quark and which was as simple as buttermilk and milk set oh. together uh, as curd and once it was set then you kind of uh, hang it for about three or four days like you would hang uh, yogurt to remove the bits right oh, yeah, and on yeah. the other side you would get like the soft cheese called quark which had a good sour taste and a good component so i used that a lot for cheesecakes for stolons for mousses and i remember i think uh, rocky and the yogurt had come to our place when they were on the hemp show which they are not anymore yeah you tell me the rocky was with me in british please oh yeah i know him from about years ago he's a nice sweet guy. i mean uh, between rocky and me we loaded a 747 once wow. um, the two of us when the loaders went on a flash strike and i still remember both of us checking suitcases up on the belt and saying let's get this plane the 747 off on time his muscles would be useful back, back then years. he was really sweet guy. <laughs> so uh, yeah when he and me came home and i made this quark chocolate mousse for an nd tv show it was really nice and it was the best thing ever nice. yeah, i usually eat a lot of unhealthy stuff like i i'm a huge fan of both of them and like i think there was a highway on my plate i think that was yeah. the show if i'm not wrong right yeah i think so or maybe the rocky oh yeah show. tell me about him i'm constantly on his case every time i watch that i'm so saying that is, will you do that meat and you say yeah i'm please. glad you feed them something healthy to <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want healthy anymore he's very quite happy the soven dash to all the mayonnaise is of course very good yeah. rocky is the thing Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything you like to make every day like it's your everyday thing if if given a choice in an ideal situation you would eat that for the rest of your life <laughs> bake what for the rest of my life possibly bread possibly sardo wow if i could nice. get it right i've baked it a couple of times to to great results but i'm a little lazy and i tend to forget and sardo <laughs> needs a lot of attention i've oh, killed yeah. my mother i mean not my real mother my sardo starter a couple of times yeah 
you know, I've got a really nice friend for bailing me out and send me starters from time to time. And I keep thinking, God, I forgot to feed the mother. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? But yeah, if I uh, had the time and the patience in this world, it would be bread every morning. That wow. is so cool. I, I remember a very, you know, one very good uh, memory of that. So I think last year I went to uh, San Francisco. Right. So there's this bakery on the pier yeah. that do does amazing sardo bread and they do it in some oh, yes, weird of shapes. Yeah. You know, like a crab shape or a rabbit shape. It was so mind-blowing. Yes, yes, yes. It's I, amazing. Yeah, I think I have it on my Instagram, but I don't remember yeah. the name right now. Really, it like, is so cool. I remember, I, I, I literally was speaking to Piyush, I think a couple of days ago about Nancy Silverton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah and... Yeah. It was her journey and wow. how she got uh, sourdough bread like started. And yeah. she's like one of those OCDs when it comes to baking. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, okay, three spoons of hot water or like four spoons of hot yeah, water to get like the yeah. perfect sourdough recipe. And my mind was blown. Yeah, like, actually, that is so good. That is, that is on one of my bucket list that I want to do this is to actually bake, you know, a sourdough, sourdough bread. bread. Yeah, like, oh, that man, is one that of is my, uh, you know, to-do list for it's this year. It's not very difficult. It's just a very disciplined process and you have to understand the science behind it. You have to know when the yeast is hungry, when your mother is going to die, when this is going to happen, that is going to happen. <laughs> so those are things <laughs> that you feel very responsible about. And yeah, currently yeah, between the dogs true. and the guinea pigs, I have no time to think of all <laughs> So I think I'm okay. Uh, I ask some other time. I think that is something like that amazes me is the science behind it. I think I I come from that background. I have this you know that uh, thing in my head where I want to know why it happens. So I I think I was telling Prague about this sometime back. I think I want to do it with baking. I want to understand the science behind. It. I want to understand why it works like that. Yeah, how man, it works absolutely. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's for people who who have that sense because if I can't understand the stupid camera. And how it works <laughs> and shadows are from my my intelligence. I'm good. Uh, I think uh, from like I would want to know what would be your uh, I don't know epitome where you think that you know this is the best dish that I've like you would want people to try out or you want yeah, this is my best work that I've done or you're still not done it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure the best uh, one can never make the best of what they've done. So if people want to try something, try my lazy ones, uh, the like a chocolate cheesecake, which is, I just throw everything into my thermomix and it's out in seconds and it tastes amazing. The sponge cake, the coffee sponge cake, uh, the eggless cookies, stuff like that. See, all my stuff is very simple. So, and and I, I think you need to keep things simple to keep yourself happy. Of course, there are all sorts of levels of people, but I, I honestly, I, I just think, and I love working with chocolate. Chocolate is uh, not, I don't have a sweet tooth. I have to first make things very clear on the table (laughs) that I, I don't, (laughs) I don't have a sweet tooth at all. I'm very savory. Garlic is my favorite flavor. I love cheese. Wow. But, in your club, uh, <laughs> I love working with chocolate. I, I think it's the most rewarding ingredient to work with. That is so cool. And what is your, like on, on, on the follow-up question on that is, what is your Mount Everest? You know, that's something you were like, yeah, I cannot do it for the love of God. <laughs> you know, very... Uh-huh. Uh, biryani? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to get that right. My mother makes the most amazing biryani and they ask me for now. Mine is still a hit and a miss and often people will say last time was better so I'm supposed to be better. Uh-huh. I'll get there one day but I made one today as well and I will keep trying. Oh, oh my God. That, is so, that cool. is so cool. 
this is a question for you like micro economics to macro photography right <laughs> and this is an amazing <laughs> journey so do you have any highlights that uh, through your entire journey that recollect and you say um, these have been the yes, best moments i have highlights i have highlights where uh, i got a call late one night at about 11 o'clock and i picked up the phone and somebody said hi i'm margia Uh, and I thought, okay, spam call. Turns out it was Vikas Karna telling me he had died over some picture of mine, which I take wow. as a sulfuric acid. But and and I was like, what? Hello, eleven o'clock at night, and he said, will you shoot my book? And of course, very hesitatingly, yes, okay, if you want. And uh, it it isn't my best body of work, which is obviously yet to come as well, because at that time I wasn't equipped with the cameras and stuff that I had. Yeah. But I shot it, and uh, that it did give me work. It gave me uh, the confidence to shoot a book. Wow! And uh, yeah, and then the next one was when I got an email from NDTV asking me if I would like to come for a ten-day tour of Switzerland on on a road trip. And my son said, "This is a scam. They're going to kidnap you." <laughs> oh, oh my God! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anybody call anybody for ten days to Switzerland? And yeah, that happened as well. Those are things when I met really the best people, and uh, yeah, highlights if you like. Wow, like Michelin that's, star chef, right? Like that's so amazing. Big, yeah, like, I'm just blown away. <laughs> that small things, but big enough in a blogger's life, or sitting there thinking, "Acha, this can also happen." But uh, quite happy. I think now listening to this, I'm gonna put this in one of my highlights that I talked to Deepar <laughs> on my Absolutely. podcast. Yeah, this is going to be my highlight <laughs> for sure. Sweet. And like, so where next? Where where do you want to take passion? You know, passionate about baking next. Like, what does the I'm future hold for you? I'm not not sure. Uh, I'm saying repeatedly, I'm one of the laziest people, so I'm very hard to predict. Um. Maybe a book, maybe more pictures. Wow! Um, I I don't have a, I've never had a journey that I planned, and I'm quite satisfied with what I do. More baking, more exploring. I I don't know. I'm quite happy, as I said. It's okay. <laughs> If you jump bus and find the next platform, I'm okay with that as well. Lovely. But India India is huge for me, so it's all that friendship and traveling around India. That is amazing. I absolutely amazing. love it, and I thrive in the surrounding. That is that is, so that cool. is so cool. Like I remember, uh, like when uh, we were literally talking about foraging a uh, few questions ago. Like it was basically, I remember my parents and me basically when we used to travel in our when we were kids, we used to stop huh. at fields. You know, back then, like mm-hmm. I, yes, on your yes. roads, you used to have fields on the side, right? So we yeah, used to yeah. stop stop in the field, yes. and my dad used to be like, "Ye iska pade, ye uska pade, ye iska pade," yeah. and then we used to go and we used to find like onions and stuff like that, yeah. and we used to pluck them out of the ground, right? Clean them up, and my dad used to like, "Apn the bolte na fordte," so he was used to break the onion yeah. with his hand, <laughs> and you know, like we used to eat raw raw onions, and my mom used to make bhakris. That's like Ooh, you know, nice. Marathi yes, bread. yes, can you and, imagine? And that was my favorite part about traveling with them, you know. That it wasn't like stopping at a dhaba or yeah, doing yeah. this it was like foraging out of the earth you know it was basically like how wonderful to... and these are memories these yeah. are good memories and travel memories yeah, absolutely yeah, exactly, man. yeah i can i can never remember i forget the first mutter that first pea that grew on the plants that i sowed back in ambala wow. 
in the 60s i will not forget that the taste of that because i ate the peel as well and everything that came with it and i was so fascinated that i'd grown a peel and it was not wow. peel honestly <laughs> that is so cool i was trying to grow grow a herb garden here but in montreal the temperature <laughs> went i think i put it up in one day outside and it just froze it's not a good idea yeah i think i want ah, to obviously in montreal definitely yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you have any suggestions for our listeners like you know you would suggest that uh, do this or do that or just be like you know uh, follow your baking passions or something like that yeah i just think that uh, follow your passion people must uh, be honest and give credit wherever copyright is huge if you are inspired feel free to shout shout it from the rooftops <laughs> always uh, and always believe in yourself there is enough space for everybody in this world find your niche and kind of work on it you can emulate you can copy once twice three times four times but eventually you have to follow your heart because there is endless endless creativity inside yourself you so got to create so from inside otherwise you're going to get lost in this the world yeah. so everybody has a story to tell tell it in your own little way you don't have to follow somebody else's story on that is that so is amazing that is, yeah yeah so we we already have read about your amazing journey and amazing instagram thank you so much thank but you where, for where, having me on this. where can people find you or i'm nobody i'm i'm very little drop in the social <laughs> somebody called me the other day and she said diva there are einstein and there are beethoven i said yes of course i said we are not even none of us i mean she is far better than anybody i've known So I said we are very little in this world, and and the learning process never ends. Yeah, so honestly. But I think for some, like you, when you say that, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty amazed, and I I take an offense when you say that, you know, you're nobody. <laughs> but trust me, for us, it has been amazing. <laughs> talk just to understand just to learn it's for it's it's always a learning experience when you talk to people about something that they're passionate about that's what i tend to say almost in every other podcast yeah. <laughs> but when i meet someone and i want when i hear their journey when they hear them yeah. talk about who are really passionate about it it's 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 amazing and it's very modest of you to say when yeah. you say that you know i'm nothing i'm just a drop in the ocean but trust me no no you like you said you're the most laziest person on earth but like we've seen your instagram feed and the way it's updated and the amount of work you do in your kitchen and if that is being the laziest person on earth i think so we are like way behind we, we need to catch like up simple, yeah we, we need to no, catch no, up no, no, no. <laughs> Listen, well, once you get into the space and then you realize there is so much more there so uh it's just it's a, it's a very humbling experience it's an experience where you know that but i am so grateful for the people who message me every day for the for the sweet people who send me messages and they're inspired and, and if i answer the query and they come back so happily to say ma'am you found the time to reply to me and i feel so bad if i haven't replied to somebody <laughs> so yeah, you know my heart really breaks and i think everybody should do it because everybody wants to do something in their life and and uh, why not if somebody reaches out to you just reach back how much does it take honestly yeah that is that, that is, is so, so true. true i'm like again diva thank you thank you thank you so, so much for, for being thank you guys sisters. thank you i'm pretty thank sure you. like both of us are inspired and all, all our listeners, listeners will, will be inspired, inspired too you're just yeah. hearing your journey and just talk you so much about oh, your yes, passion yes, of yes, making yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
hope you guys enjoyed this conversation and your ovens don't remain empty anymore and i mentioned in the last episode keep baking and if you don't know how to bake start baking and keep listening to our podcast oh that is very important that you have <laughs> to do you know that right you have to have to do it <laughs> and also don't forget to follow us on twitter instagram and don't forget to follow deeba as well on instagram and twitter you can find us on @batukitherapy and you can find deeba on @passionateaboutbaking on both twitter and instagram and if you've enjoyed this conversation don't forget to give us reviews and likes on your favorite podcasting platform and keep listening to batugi therapy see you next week with another inspiring person and another inspiring story see ya